A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jules Gill, what is your favourite Amsterdamian treat? Um, well, first off, mate, what are you doing calling me on a Tuesday when you know we film and record the UBP on a Friday? What is going on? I knocked at your door in Wales. You weren't there. I came back up north and rang you anyway to get you on the call because you're off for the rest of this week. So we have to do, we have to pre-record an Entitled Banter pod. Um, but thankfully, because everybody is an incredible set of legends, we have tons of questions and talking points and things anyway. Indeed. Um, so this is the Entitled Banter podcast. I'm Scott Hilford. You're Jules Gill. Indeed I am. And welcome to the Ubi poo, Ubi pee, Ubi pee. <laughs> the Ubi P. Uh, well, yes, we get through as many questions, talking points around the gaming industry or whatever else people have on their minds as possible. However, I do want to ask you, what is your favorite Amsterdamian treat? Favorite? Um, that is such a loaded thing question because you know <laughs> that I'm going to say it is the big doobs, my It might friend. not be the no, old disco no, no, biscuits. No, no. I'm, I, I'm, I'm partial to a Stroop waffle. I'm just saying. No, oh, to be fair, I, I used to love them, but I don't think I can have them because they got milk or know. egg or both in. Some Somewhere along the line, a chicken was wiped across that Stroop waffle <laughs> and therefore it was rendered completely unassailable by my silly vegan mouth. Um, they need but, to do some vegan street waffles, to be fair. That's, uh, I don't know why they can't do it. I mean, oh. literally, it's like they're, they're saying that we're in the lab, guys. We're building <laughs> burgers out of meat proteins or fake meat proteins. We're inventing it's science. It's a 3D printed steak, and then you can't tell me that you can't put a bit of caramel onto some biscuit. Yeah. Come on, mate. I had a one from a, a shout out to Rudy from Amsterdam, who's uh, some dude who's had the same recipe for like 45 or 55 years. It's uh, I Googled best Stroop waffles in Amsterdam. Nice. And um, went to this old dude called Rudy and he was uh, serving out of a little market store. Beautiful, beautiful Stroop waffles. Just... I thought you were going to say beautiful. He was beautiful. He was a beautiful man. <laughs> but, um, but still, <laughs> the Stroop waffles were very nice. I would say that my favorite thing to have there when I was over there for a stag do, so obviously mm. it was a multitude of alcohol. in the puff. Yeah, there was a lot of things going on in Chief Amsterdam. Leaf. But Chief Leaf is a great name, by the way. Um, <laughs> That's not mine. That's Andy Murray, but it's, uh, it's uh, Chief Leaf's in the building. That is fantastic. Um, <laughs> for me, it was actually the coffee. Uh, coffee oh, there, it yeah. was exceptionally good. I mm-hmm. just remember I needed it more than I've ever needed any sort of drink in my life because <laughs> I remember the night after, the day after the night before, as it were, mm-hmm. it was like the hangover part four where I was just sitting there shaking, physically unable to hold <laughs> on to like spoons and forks. And yet it was this beautiful, uh, like deep coffee mug filled mm-hmm. with glorious uh, black liquid that I just supped on. And I was like, oh, I start oh. to feel human again. Unfortunately, 
subsequently, it did wear off when I got onto the flight home. Right. I started actually shaking so badly that I actually, I, there was a woman coming past, um, a flight attendant, mm-hmm. and uh, she was like, here's a complimentary beer, Heineken, because you've left that. <laughs> I was like, thank you. She looked at me. She gave me a second one without asking it. Like, okay. literally, she was like, you need this effectively. <laughs> so I was like, I was like thank you. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, the whole, like I said, the whole chief leaf side of Amsterdam, I, I dabbled in, dabbled in the old edibles, yeah, but yeah. they did very little for me. So I, I need to go back. Hardcore, mate. That's why. I need to, <laughs> I need to reapproach and uh, try a different approach. But the dude that was selling me stuff was like, you're big, you're thick, you'll be fine. And he's like, just take, <laughs> take the whole brownie. I was like, okay, sure, I'll try this thing. Just uh, they're like quaffing the entire tray. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it working yet? Um, but anyway, yeah, so we'll get through as many questions and stuff as we can. First question from Andy Taylor, who says, hey, guys, hope you're both well. The best podcast on Spotify. Oh, well, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Um, a very important question, tea or coffee? Also, where are the mugs? We have no idea. We, we oh, don't. Seriously. Mug, we don't know. The thing is, is that we've been quite busy with uh, recent What Culture projects, which mm. have like caused me to travel up and down the country and will do so for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as that is over, I will be hammering down the door of Mr. Adam Cleary and saying, where are the mugs? And I'll tell you what, have this as a guarantee that you can take to the bank if What Culture Gaming has not provided uh, you guys with mugs by the 1st of September, because that right. is roughly when I'm back. That's Actually, technically, technically, it's the 3rd. Um, I will be putting up the design onto Teespring myself and I will and be damned with the consequences. You will get your mugs by We will make end. the mugs. Yes, we are determined to make the mugs. We've we've told the relevant parties they've not got back to like, it. Live and Let's Dice, right? Because of the fact that I'm allowed to do whatever I want with that now, mm-hmm. I, I basically can just put it up as a Live and Let's Dice design and sell it that way and give you, you a could. cut. You'd You'd probably get a bigger cut of the mugs than if we went yeah. through this way, mate. No, this, is, <laughs> this, this is business 101. I forget when we first sent this design off to be a, a potential turnaround. I think it was last year. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, I remember we asked Rich to, um, Hudson for the design. He was like, yep, he fished it all out. I think he had yeah. to redraw some bits of it as well because of the fact that <laughs> it was like so long ago that it was like a cave painting. That was the, yeah, that was the initial artwork. And then I faffed with it. I made it like a long one that you could wrap yeah. around a mug. And then that's the what big long E that went around the mug. Yeah, I remember the mug that. makers. And then they never yeah. got back to us. But someday we'll do it. Tea or coffee, though, I'm going to assume you're a cough man. Oh, it's 100% coffee, mate. Um, It's just, it used to be tea. I used mm. to like drink tea religiously and wouldn't touch coffee at all. Mm-hmm. But then as time has gone on and I've got an older and bolder more in need of a pick-me-up oh unbelievably so (laughs) there was that what was it called again the place that was up in newcastle fresh brews good brews Uh, good brews shout out to good brews they they actually serve good brews there and the coffee (laughs) that the guy uh, made me it was like a rocket up my backside mate it was like literally i was just like for the rest of the day i was just like we kind of needed stuff like you always need something like that i always feel like you get up and you're struggling to wake up and my day my actual morning doesn't really kick in till i get a coffee which i get is the most cliched thing but i had that when i was in amsterdam i was just like i'm barely awake until i get a coffee or something and then it's like you you feel like you blink different after you've had it it's like oh okay yeah because you're blinking like a hummingbird's heartbeat mate you're just going like (laughs) fluttering away like if you had fake eyelashes on you to do like that tornado gust attack from a like a little wife, mate. <laughs> thing is is that it like, uh, like coffee is fantastic but it is so bad for you like we, mm. we, we were just describing how it's the only way to wake up that shouldn't be the case no. we should be allowed to just wake up normally but it's just we burn the candle at both ends mm-hmm. we work quite hard and i think it's uh, to do with 
the fact that we work a lot with computers, we're quite sedentary. Mm. So it mm. means that our brains maybe get a bit bored or fatigued a bit quicker. So uh, by having the coffee, you're just kind of like stimulating, trying to stay awake. I've definitely like gotten more into the um, the third, like the brew, the brewing side of it, like having got all the equipment for it and like my like the French press slash cafetiere and the AeroPress and whatever. There's all these different things where it's sort of like you you start the uh, process and then it's like, okay, wait like four minutes or two minutes or whatever, mm -hmm. depending on mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. um, whilst like the granules soak and things like that, or maybe you're grinding beans. So there's like that pro that part of it too. I like all that stuff. Like it feels like crafting or it feels like um, cooking or whatever. So I've kind of gotten more into that stuff and then enjoying yeah. that that side of it as much as actually like drinking it. But I totally agree with you that the more you're dependent on it, like being aware of that is like kind of scary to some degree where it's like, yeah. I'm, I can't really wake up until I've had one of these drinks. Um, but I do. Uh, there's, a, there's a friend in our group, I won't name names, but they take <laughs> it a bit too far with uh, coffee um, mm. to the point where it's like, they're telling you all about it and it might as well have like a TED talk banner by the side. It's like, <laughs> it's like yes, fantastic. I'm so yeah. glad that you spent 70 pounds importing this uh, like bag from uh, like the foothills of You're Columbia. Describing where, me. And, and no, no, but it's not you though, because it's like this, this person, it like <clears throat> delivers this information in mm. a very like holier than thou way like oh, oh you drink okay. anything less than this finest bean that was kissed by jesus himself i'm just <laughs> like no I i'm fine so like you know as yeah. much as i love a good coffee i will take an instant kenko if it's nothing else going that's, that's i'll drink whatever i drink you know yeah i'll also say that like having gotten lost in the world of coffee brewing and watching you know there are a million youtube videos where one person's just called it the one secret to brewing that changed that's, everything is, and all it is is like leave, leave it for an extra minute yeah, an extra minute. Maybe you turn the cup upside down. Maybe you tap Whoa, the side ah. of the jar and it moves some of the granules. Like at the end of the day, it's a cup of coffee. Like there's yeah. only so many ways you can do it. I get that that's blasphemous to that community. But at the same time, I just want my drink at some point, not a half an hour thing. Thing is as well, like no disrespect to the um, uh, the, thera the I was going to say therapy and th brewing therapy butic therabrutic yes. there, there's a joke in there somewhere yeah, like to, to, to those people out there who really get a kick out of it big up you but yes. if you're one of those hipsters who says that you can't drink coffee any other way get another hobby mate seriously <laughs> there is more to life than that because i tell you what when the uh, when the walls start falling when the revolution sounds where are you gonna be oh you're gonna be standing by your cafe tier your little french press pushing that down give me five minutes no no sir <laughs> you take coffee those fans. instant you take those Slam. instant sachets that you get in the uh the travel lodge and you run Run for it. You run for the hills. <laughs> you put as many in your pockets as you can, and you exactly, hide out for as long exactly. as you can. Um, but yeah, we're both definitely coffee boys um, in regards to that versus tea. Next question from Mark O'Brien. Which character from Lord of the Rings, Mortal Kombat, or AEW, thanks to the WB Discovery deal, do you want to see in multiverses? Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a great... Do you know what? Multiverse what? is just turned into... Uh, multiverses has just turned into, like, meme the game, hasn't just it? Just everything just, the game, yeah. Like, and while I think that it's absolutely incredible that the developer is able to kick out these things with enough speed that it feels fairly relevant mm -hmm. i feel like in about a year or two's time we're going to look back at this game and it's going to have aged the worst because it's so wonder, of the yeah. time that it's now behind the times like i wonder how much they're going to like people are like the oh, amount of guest stuff yeah, they, they, people are like, oh, they put in like the Looney Tunes meme. Oh, they've made this person say that. It's like, mm. oh, it's dead then. It's as, it, as soon as it's as soon as it's dead, it's dead. It's like you, you, we're done with it. Like, you, like you're, you're, 
whenever the teacher notices you or like you've done something and then they they get in on the joke it's like your parents getting in on the joke they've ruined right. it the moment that they accept that it's there <laughs> yeah it's like burning every single one of them you can burn it once it's like okay burn this card yeah. burn this card burn this card yeah. um i just in terms i would like them to flesh it out and do like aw stuff that would be fun i mean they've done lebron james like obviously basketballist so it's like you could do um i mean i would take like hangman page or like or kenny omega well, my, my, guys. my question to you is are they big enough to deserve CM Punk is, like but this thing CM Punk maybe but you have mm. to remember it was like I was watching something the other day it's like outside of John Cena The Rock and possibly Batista mm. there is a huge swathe of the world that has no idea who half of these <laughs> wrestling people are you True. could show them a picture of like CM Punk and maybe mm. people would get a response from them because obviously mm. he broke out a little bit into UFC but outside of that there's very few people that would know it like you show them um, like somebody like Sammy Guevara or something like that they'd be like oh, then, yeah, who the heck that. is this but like <laughs> like, what is going on here what's a luchasaurus yeah, I think luchasaurus um, would fit as well yeah that would be good. The thing is, like, I think someone like Punk, I think, is big enough because uh, a lot of people. I just think I feel like the general reaction when he went to AW was so huge, and that like that permeated yeah. even my yeah. Twitter, and I wasn't that bothered about wrestling. That's why I ended up giving it a shot. Um, and so I would take like yeah, someone like a Kenny Omega or a CM. CM Punk's probably their biggest get, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, in terms of Mortal Kombat, I mean, obviously the go-to is Scorpion, but I would want him to be the animated Scorpion and um, the super angular one from yeah. the last couple of uh, yeah, 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 animations. Yeah. Um, Rings, I don't know if they just do like an Aragorn or something or maybe they get a character from the new show the Rings of Power thing um, I, I think Galadriel's you know, in there but yeah what they should do is they should give um, they should put Frodo in there but make him like absolutely useless so right. that he's just kind of like the just summon Sammy. Like, you know, yeah, all, yeah, all he does is, yeah, oh, there's just like, um, uh, Ace, what's his name? Ace Attorney, uh, Phoenix Wright. So yeah, basically, because yeah. like, when you're playing as him in the Marvel versus Capcom games, mm -hmm. he does very little of the attacking, but you get to summon other people to like help you oh, out okay. or like throws things at people. Mm -hmm. So that could be quite good if he's like, the fellowship rides across the screen or something or like Boromir just like sounds the horn that stuns people or someone grabs him like from behind and then does the attack and puts him back again or something or maybe the whole the whole character is the entire fellowship and it changes depending on which one you've used through the ring like morphing I like that for in Smash Brothers the way they did Dragon Quest where it's like every single protagonist is one person but you can like summon them all in I think in their finisher they all come in together what's so funny about that is that like Dragon's Quest perfect example of how to take multiple protagonists and put them into one character fire emblem on the other hand ye gods man oh my the, yeah they're on like I 12 <laughs> the amount of fire emblem characters that are in there that no offense for the most part look the same for the most part i have no <laughs> idea what the difference is and there's like even fans of the series are like huh like I guess, yeah, cool. I mean, I, I, guess I, I, I love Fire Emblem, but I'm not like, and I went, I made a point like a few months back of going through every single Fire Emblem fighter to see if there was much crossover. And they were all quite different. There was a couple of moves crossed over. Um, mm. And I guess in terms of like like the moves that slot into different parts of their specials, that stuff crosses over. Like, okay, that's a ranged attack. That's a um, splash damage attack or whatever. But um, overall, like you said, there's way too many. There's like 12 mm -hmm. or 14 mm -hmm. or something. It's like there's way more slots you could fill. Um, who's your ultimate character from Lord of the Rings Mortal Kombat or AEW? Uh, my ultimate character, I would love to see if they could put in Strider or Aragon, <laughs> uh, would be great. Um, although it would be amazing to play as a ring wraith as well. Uh, uh, that could yeah. be quite fun to have like a bad guy going up against them. Or, or alternate yeah. take, what if they allowed you to play as uh, Sauron, but from... Uh, oh, the Elvish version. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you see him in the first bit of the Fellowship where he's just absolutely batting people out of the oh, cages. Okay. 
Oh, that would be like the iconic, yeah, like the, the full yeah, armor version. Like that yeah, would like, be cool. The, um, what do they call that place? That I forget where the uh, Mount Doom, that sort of general area that he's <laughs> from. I would take um, CM Punk would be cool. I'm more of a Hangman fan in terms of those two. I would take Hangman Page um, in terms of a wrestler thing. Um, next question from Jin Kazama, who says, "Where do you see God of War going after Ragnarok?" Because um, they've said um, it's not part of the question um, sent in, but Ragnarok is the final one in this particular story. Like they said, they were initially going to do a trilogy, um, and uh, this is. A good few months or maybe a year ago um that ragnarok is apparently the last one so i don't know if that's what that's going to do in terms of kratos goes somewhere else maybe kratos dies maybe we move on to playing as atreus mm. but um it seems like ragnarok is the last one i mean yeah i i don't know because it's so hard to predict where ragnarok is going to go like mm. you think that there's going to be a story beat of maybe atreus like becoming loki and then taking over or like, having a battle against his dad like mm. there might be a like a horrible conflict there where the father has to choose whether or not to sacrifice himself to let his son live mm -hmm. there probably will be elements of that i reckon that they'll touch on mm -hmm. but his hero's journey for me is reaching its natural conclusion in the sense of He's done all he needs to do. He's slain all of the bosses. He's mm -hmm. slain all of the gods. So it maybe is time to let him rest finally. Mm -hmm. And then maybe relook at going back through the original God of War games and recontextualizing them with remakes yeah. that are given the same sort of love and care as this mm -hmm. uh, reboot was effectively. I feel so, like, like it needs like purpose. Like the original series was so over the top and go happy and ridiculous. Yeah. And it was just what if a dude had so much power and was angry enough to rip the gods apart? And that was yeah. fun. It was a nice enough purpose. And um, that kind of worked for the trilogy, but everything that, like Ascension that came after was a bit naff. And it was just like it just died for a while. And I feel like it came back because it had purpose again. Like Corey Barlog wrote that story because he was um, becoming a dad himself. And it was like yeah. you could bring across a lot of the um those stories and those um, relationships and everything. And so Ragnarok feels like because it's different. Uh, director this time but i don't yes, uh, cory ball yeah. is still part of the team and so i kind of wonder like depends what story they're telling but i don't want more he has kratos doing stuff like games like they feel like they have to have purpose yeah like, especially because he's matured it so much now um i don't even know like where do you sit on the idea of like atreus being the face of this franchise going forward like, i like atreus a lot but i i don't know if i uh, want god of war light let's say it could work it all depends on how they get rid of Kratos, because mm. if, like you say, if we go down the 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 route of Loki ushers in Ragnarok, mm -hmm. and therefore there will be uh, he would be seen as the antagonist of this mm -hmm. story, and then the father has to stop him. If there's a redemption arc at the end, Kratos dies, but places mm -hmm. it and says, "Here's the passing of the torch." guys listening at home like, like gamers <laughs> he's going to be the new guy going forward yeah maybe it could work mm -hmm. if it ends with a sort of like ho-hum that's the end of our adventure i love my dad and i will miss him loads and then it goes <laughs> straight into his story like the right. john marston uh mm -hmm. jack marston sorry uh then it might not feel earned and i feel like the weird I'll like the weird off. thing for them too sorry is like the whole thing with you know what do you do what is his purpose after that like and it's like yeah. the whole point of the 2018 one was you know he's better than kratos so like kratos says you need to be better and it's like if you're teaching lessons about violence in video games and like the agency of just ripping everything in half then you need something more mature overall and i think that yeah. ages out of the ip overall anyway well this is the thing it goes back to just what i was saying about the jack marston thing mm. like when in that his story of red dead redemption uh his dad is obviously teaching him like you know you hit the books you become a better person yeah. than i ever could be because i'm gonna be stuck in this cycle of violence forever mm -hmm. but as soon as he takes up the gun and seeks revenge against his father's killer he enters into the cycle of violence and everything that was learned up until that point is nothing he's literally just a repetitive cycle of his dad mm -hmm. now if you say atreus follows the same path if they don't write it correctly then we'll end up with 
like you say, God of War light that will pale in comparison because it will be emulating what we've seen before. And one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Nothing worse than a game that tries to copy itself because if you're cribbing from your own notes, then it's not, you're never developing the character much. Totally. I mean, I like the PSP games, but obviously they were in between the trilogy, I think. I think maybe there was one after God of War 3, but yeah, God of War Ascension was like so drawn out. Like, hey, by the way, this old, this story also happened. Yeah. It was like, we know it's going to happen. He's going to get annoyed and tear things in half, and that's it. Um, But yeah, I kind of want God of War to be shell, like to be done, like to feel like a sense of finality if it's written that way um, and not to repeat the same mistakes of the past and elongating it too much. As long as it has purpose, um, I'll keep going after it. I just think if you do an Atreus fronted game, maybe it just turns into like a horizon because he's a very bow and arrow character anyway yeah um, he does have some daggers and stuff but like yeah i don't want the um the homogenous sony approach to get too close where every they make one game and then that's the well, every the Ubisoft every... style of thing is it? i think yeah isn't it's it? like, like we get one good idea but spread it across 40 games yeah and that's that increasingly feels like the the sony first party approach is that there's a lot of crossover um mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. next question from jack asbury who says what if anything can the mcu do to steady the ship after the divisive reaction to phase four 
we've I mean, this quite a bit before, but I think we've both dropped off considerably. Yeah, I, I feel like the like um this entire phase just passed us by. Like there was nothing really stand out. And I think that the big problem is is that you didn't introduce an overarching villain. And I argue that maybe you can't do something like that straight away. If you were to basically just say, Oh, Thanos is out of the picture, here's the new um uh, big bad mm. of arc, then you're kind of cheapening the impact that he had because he won't feel as unique. So I get that you've got to do these individual stories. My biggest problem is that every single MCU film is starting to feel the same because yes. of the Joss Whedon approach, because of the Taika Waititi um, reproach. We are getting more comedy films with sci-fi and action elements on top of them mm -hmm. rather than being gritty superhero films that had mild comedic elements here and there. It's We're approaching a... Um, a point where it couldn't be any further from how the DC started, uh, yes. where Marvel is now. It is so lighthearted, so family-friendly, arguably so cash-hungry that they're trying <laughs> to market everything as being a slogan, a joke, a T-shirt. Like it's it's turned itself um, into hyper-capitalism, the movie. And mm. I feel like there's nothing bigger of a turnoff to me when I see 150 million dollars spent on visual effects with zero time spent on the plot. Like, That's perfectly put. I remember when you, when you were up here last week, you were saying like it feels like every other character is quippy. It's like yes, everything goes yeah. in that direction. I mean, Saints Row is out next week, and it's like the whole direction of that is very quip happy, which like Saints has been in the past, but I feel like there is this through line of like, that Forspoken trailer. It's like you take that, that's the zenith of the worst of it. That's the most yeah. stripped back, um, you know, maximum reach, writing slogans and quips that'll work for a huge audience, yep. but there's no memorability. Like the only thing that's memorable is how terrible it is. And the funny thing is, is that people were giving that such a hard time. And I yet I tell you this for none, <laughs> that video, uh, the Forspoken trailer that's doing the rounds at the moment, that could have easily been a Marvel trailer. That would totally. have been exactly the same energy, yeah. like big bang of corporate greed. I'm just like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's Steve Buscemi, hello, fellow kids. And if you're yeah. listening to this and you disagree with me and Scott about this, the way that the MCU is headed, that's completely fine. You are allowed to have your own movie takes. I'm sure that there are some people out there who probably think that like uh, that Doctor Strange, uh, the Mar multitude of madness, probably their favorite film. I don't know. There could be. But at the end <laughs> of the day, it's just doesn't feel like there's any direction to it. Where are mm. we headed? And unfortunately, by opening the multiverse theory door, it means that the consequences and impact of losing characters, of introducing new ones, actually feels pretty moot. We're now just no, basically saying like, hey, look, um, Captain Marvel's dead in this one. Yeah, who cares? Well, who cares? In Loki, when they like broke it all out, and it was like, okay, you're like the main timeline or whatever it's called. And there's like, there's a whole other one, but you're yeah. the most important one. But there are also infinite other additional ones. And that became the animated shows that they did and stuff. Like for me, that that removed all stakes from everything because in, in yeah. a capitalistic sense or a business sense um it just means it can go on forever like we can just do another 20 captain americas or 20 iron men and just sort of bring anybody in to be that character you know um, the, the amount of people that have said that they've they're not reprising the role like obviously yeah. um, scarlett johansson is obviously like she's black widow is dead but now the multiverse theory is here it means that she can come back for a cameo and people will be like oh that's the post credit well, exactly. stinger like it's like dude like there's no such thing as uh, as uh, impact through death anymore we're done no. we're done with that now which is like everyone remembers that the, the like tony stark's death in Endgame. like obviously spoilers for yeah. that movie but it's like two years ago or three years ago like but that is almost immediately nullified if Robert Downey Jr. comes back in and to, to do like one more yep. live action scene or mm -hmm. whatever it is. But yeah, um, in terms of fixing it, um, rest the IP, I would say. I would just say make people want Marvel movies again. It's yep. been so constant where we've had like two or three movies um, a year for the last like 10 years. I know there's been like fluctuations in that regard, but I would rest the IP. I don't think anyone's yep. looking forward to phase five other than the most hardcore. So I would I would rest for a bit.
we're we're approaching a point of mass uh, saturation where we're just losing mm. it's diminishing returns each and every time my solution to potentially fix it i'm not saying that this could work but I, mm. at least give it a try is we scale back on all the movie aspects of it and instead we have five or six uh, tv shows that run on disney plus mm. that are basically tell uh, the individual stories of uh t of superheroes and villains that will then meet in a uh in a uh, what's it called a a big crossover uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, across everything and become like that that version of the new Avengers. So you've mm -hmm. got your five individual, six individual people. They all tell their stories. They all have fun there, and they meet in a film, and that's it. That, that's, that's kind like, of like, what they're doing at the minute, but they still do but, have the movies. And that's the thing they always, they always yeah. have the other movies as well that try and mm -hmm. tell this other story. And it's like no, 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 no. Literally, just scale it all the way back and just lead up to one event, and that yeah. event is the movie itself. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things is like it's weird because the way that they sort of like trained audiences was like keep up with all the movies, and there's this big overarching story. Story and it's Thanos at the end of it and we're getting there and we're getting there as a populace and we're all just so okay check the next movie out because even if the movie's bad you'll get bits and pieces about the overarching yes, story yeah. whereas uh, once we um, went past Thanos it's been like okay five or six TV shows try and keep up with them we've also got the movies try and keep up with them there's no real overarching thing there's kind no. of like teasers of it like time travel sorry like um, multiversal travel and like just the, all the stuff they did in Loki um, but then nothing really no real overarching drive even though no. that's what we were taught to do beforehand so I think they've had a weird sort of um, adaption or uh, period as they've sort of come across into the TV realm mm -hmm. but yeah I would just rest stuff there's way too much <laughs> of yeah. Marvel stuff at the minute uh, Mark Smith asks what games if any have you been defeated by and know you simply will never finish I'm currently on my umpteenth attempt at finishing Darkest Dungeon and once again my fortunes are turning to ash oh, um, you, I will <laughs> bless you mate I can massively um, sympathize with that I or empathize with that I um, couldn't beat Darkest Dungeon to save my life um, nah just, me neither I, I, I found it so incredibly difficult because of the RNG elements that are in it that you're just they're like oh I've got a perfect party and now they're mad and killing each other and <laughs> fantastic okay cool bye I don't know if you played much of um, Crypt of the Necrodancer as well but I always I like my timing is so bad in yeah, that game, man. Like, I honestly, like, barely got out the tutorial. I just could my brain would not attack on beat. Like, I was like, I want to attack now, or like, it feels like something's going to hit me, so I want to dodge now. And it's just like, no, no, you're not on time, so I missed it. Um, because that was what put me up. I know you played loads of BPM. Um, yeah, which I didn't play BPM, but I have played um, the Metal Hellsinger game that's coming up. It's fun, isn't um, it? Yeah, I got used to that, and I was like, okay, I can shoot on beat. Like, that's kind of fun. Yeah. But in terms of a dungeon crawler with a grid, I could not control um, Crypt of the Necrodancer to save Because it was my reading life. enemy movements as well as your own, yeah. where it was like in the 3D space, you can always just run and jump, and you have free movement between. But as mm -hmm. soon as you're trying to move, even if you're like, oh, God, they're not going to get me, trying to hammer the move button away, it's like, no, sorry, you're not moving on the beat or the half beat. No, like, no, 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 no and then come back and then dodge again and hit again oh, and i was yeah, like yeah, yeah. i really want to play that and um, the zelda one the um the hyrule oh, um, cadence of hyrule cadence of hyrule and i was like that looked so gorgeous i just ended up listening to the soundtrack on spotify i was like, i just cannot control those <laughs> games um to save my life how about you in terms of being defeated uh to being defeated by a game uh i usually pick my games quite carefully to bet, like, and I will know within the first sort of hour or two if it's something mm. that I feel will beat me there was a few times where I felt like going through the Dark Souls games the Sekiro games that I felt like oh I will never get past this yep. this is impossible or absolutely unfair mm. um especially with Dark Souls 2. Uh, I managed to get through Dark Souls 1 without too much fuss. Dark Souls 3, again, was fairly like smooth. Mm -hmm. Sekiro, I did find probably the easiest journey out of all of the From Software games mm -hmm. just because I clicked with it almost immediately. But... Man, you Dark Souls flew 2. On Sekiro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, uh, Dark Souls 2 just uh, does my nut in. Uh, right. There's people out there that are like, it's the best Dark Souls game. And I'm like, <laughs> mate, I, 
I usually tell people that they can have their own opinions on stuff, but you're wrong. You're wrong on this one. Like, <laughs> so have you got through? Because Dark Souls Two is like tedious as hell anyway. Like the amount yeah, of reused boxes yeah. and everything. The thing is, is that like it's just repeated environments. It makes no sense logistically in terms mm-hmm. of like at least uh, with Dark Souls One, it had like a flow of the map. You could almost see areas that you were going to approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated the PvP uh, joining system. I hated just some of the mechanics. I hated the dodging, the iframes. Right. I hated the um, fact that enemies can nearly 360. 60 degree track your movements when they start an attack versus where they finish mm-hmm. uh, and there's only there's a few elements i do like like the life gem crushing like that and having the slow heat health regen to make uh-huh. you feel careful but man the majority of that game i was just fuming and then when i killed a boss it was like great i've got another one to look forward to i remember so weapon um, degradation can just go in that game yes. what the hell was that about <laughs> weapon degradation has never been used well i like I it don't... was never used in the franchise again which shows no. you that they clearly didn't enjoy it themselves i remember at the start of that game you can completely miss the woman who gives you the estus flask so i oh, yeah, i went yeah. right past her and i went into like the whole cathedral bit and i was fighting the other like the repeat version of ornstein yeah, yeah. and I was just like, I was like, the there's dragon gotta be a rider. way to, yeah, the dragon rider. I was like, there's gotta be a way to heal. Like, I can't, like, I, I've got half a health bar because once you die, it's like your your health bar's capped anyway. Yeah. I couldn't heal, and I was like, okay, I'm just like stuck in this area. And so my initial impression of Dark Souls Two was rancid because I was like, I just can't even get any health back. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with um, Cook of the Necrodancer. Yours can be Dark Souls Two. Yeah, that actually, game is, uh, I'll amend okay. mine to say that it's a uh, Dark Souls Two Scholar of the First Sin because I did actually mm. manage to complete Dark Souls Two in the end, but I have not managed to complete Scholar of the First okay, Sin. Okay, okay. I think Scholar's gonna be the one that's like fixed everything, quote unquote. It but fixes everything in the sense that it does change a lot which does mm. help with the gameplay flow but unfortunately it adds in a ton of new enemies uh, that right. makes it even more challenging so i found sections that i was already struggling with just oh, so impossible <laughs> um, okay next question from ktm421 who says hello he says happy thursday this oh, if only movie. it was thursday mate you know, it was i know a few more days to go. Um, after finishing Stranger Things and finding a new love for heavy metal and Metallica, my question is, what game, film, or TV show has made you find love for a band slash artist and why? Oh, that's a really nice thing because it's all about sh- uh, sharing awesome. the appreciation of music. So yeah. glad that you've gotten back onto the heavy metal train, my friend. Um, mm-hmm. For me, uh, it was Scott Pilgrim, uh, the world, the video game versus right. the world, of video because of Anna Managuchi. Um, mm-hmm. Getting back into chip tune and sort of like very, very uh, aggressive sort of like... Uh, like um edm music i guess Uh we would call it um but i enjoyed that game uh a lot and the music as a result as well sorry uh, the reason i paused midway through my senses is because uh, scott's (laughs) been thrown into perpetual darkness i'm watching on his screen he's uh, filming in the upstairs bit of the uh the game room for some reason the the lights have gone off and now it just looks like he's in some sort of very lo-fi horror film none of the i'm trying to wave my arms without getting up i'm trying i just thought i'd pick a room in the office that i can set a microphone up in and it sounds all right i think but it's pitch black now and so i'm trying to like move my arms to get the tracking thing for the light doesn't work anyway doesn't matter my thing i was gonna say was (laughs) the blade runner um i was already into synthwave because of hotline miami but um there's a whole other like like wing of synth music that is more like the vangelist stuff um, Mm -hmm. from the original Blade Runner Um, and I really love that stuff like the new game uh, Citizen Sleeper soundtrack is kind of like that just Mm -hmm. lots of really disparate um, sort of distant jazz uh, like or distant um, you know uh, brass instruments in amongst uh, like rainfall and the the sounds of like different ships going by overhead and cars and uh, lots of of ambient stuff so I think Mm -hmm. it's like ambient synth 
synthwave that I just love putting on in the background where it's not necessarily about a beat. It's about like a mentality or a mood. Um, last question from Willie Arroyo who says, is there an indie you've played this year that you'd like more people to try? I've been playing Dungeons of Dreadrock on Switch and it's a classic 2D puzzle game with lots of charm. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, see, the thing is, is that I haven't actually played anything new indie game wise this year apart from uh the uh turbo golf uh the oh, racing yeah, yeah. game that's like rocket league but with golf i found i think it's done by secret mode um mm -hmm. they have basically just churned out this game that is so unbelievably polished it plays so well mm -hmm. the multiplayer on it is fantastic that it's it feels like a triple a game just that has just dropped shadow dropped it's amazing it's very amazing. like rocket league yeah and i've um, been having a great time with it as well like um we had some people on the live and let's die stream last week or the week before and we all played together and it was just so much fun nice great, great I, like the, I like the idea of just rocket league with golf like because that, that game's on game pass at the minute yeah. um, i played a little bit of that i think my um most recommended indie thing uh, 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 is probably ollie ollie world that was the thing oh, that you I loved that so game. lost in um roller drums out uh, this afternoon at like two o'clock which is the same devs they're able to drop two games in the same year roller um, drums what's that roller drum like, oh that's the um the uh like shotgun yeah. Oh, awesome. I cannot wait. That thing that can goes live at two o'clock. I can't wait for that. Um, so hopefully that thing looks it plays as well as it looks, because that game is hopefully just Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with Uzis and shotguns and a score multiplier. Amazing. And apparently like a dark story that you figure out level by level or something. It's about like a weird alternate reality TV show and you're finding out what's going on behind the scenes. I've read very little about it. I just know that there's a bit more to it than just awesome. the gameplay. Um, but yeah, hopefully that looks good. Or hopefully that plays good. Um Oli Oli World is the thing that I just lived on for the it was a long alongside Elden Ring and most of this year um like it doubles up in terms of um getting me into music like there's a whole chill hop synthy soundtrack to that and um, that is just gorgeous but if you like arcade skateboarding games um Oli Oli World I thought just was the perfect evolution of what they tried with the first two so definitely fantastic that. fantastic so yes massive thank you to everybody for sending in their various questions talking points and whatever um we'll put this out on Friday we're recording it on Tuesday next week though We'll do in-person stuff. We can do Untitled Battle Pod in person. Yes. We can do a main podcast in person. Fingers crossed. We'll fingers have crossed. Uh, Josh for the uh, in-person <laughs> as well for the because we promised the people that we'd all get together. And, uh, we we We've still got a bunch of questions left over from last time, so we're going to do them. And um, if we can all get in the same room together for the first time in two years, cross all the fingers, pray to what you. What a God. dream that would be! A, a dream, dream I'd say. it will be. We'll make it work. For now, though, this has been the Untitled Battle Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, for joined by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me. And remember, you can put your questions live for us next week whenever we get to film it in person just check your twitter on a thursday uh at retro j with a zero for me and at slash lp 89 for scott to Be find out when we ask for questions beautiful. we'll catch you next week <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.